This show is made possible by your friends, Ron and Don, licensed realtors with Windermere Midtown. Um, I've bought and sold a lot of real estate over my life. <laughs> I feel like Don's lis- listening skills were um, superior. When you're ready to sit down and strategize about your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com. Hey everybody, it's the Ron and Don Show. Hey you guys, what's going on? It's episode number 134 of the Ron and Don Show. He's Ron Upshaw, I'm Don O'Neill. We're live from the shores of South Lake Union, live from the Les Schwab Studios. And coming up on the Ron and Don Show, in other parts of the world, because of the coronavirus, we call it the 19, places like Japan, have they just outlawed public kissing? We're going to talk about that, and also, a little bit later... We're going to talk about the fact that kids may not be going back to school anytime soon, and you may just have to parent your hair off. And I'll tell you about one parent, a friend of mine, who has really impressed me with something that she's doing this weekend. I'm going to share it with you, and who knows? Maybe you'll end up doing something like that, too. Before we get to that, let's get to this, Ron. Let's talk about Portland mothers and the fact that there's some Portland moms that have become an internet Sensation. This, according to the Wall Street Journal, it said many of the mothers who live in Portland and have showed up on the streets of Portland during the protest, they said they showed up because of George Floyd, who was a black man who died in police custody in Minneapolis in May. And he cried out for his mother with his last breaths. One of the women said, when you're a mom, you have this primal urge to protect kids. And not just your own kids. You have this urge to protect All kids. That's what mom's organizer, Jenny Vincent, said. She's 43. She said, to see a grown man reaching out and calling for his mother, his mom, his mama, his mommy. She said, I think that was a transformational moment for so many of us. It's like, what choice do we have but to do this? And here's what's happened, if you don't know. Federal agents are on the streets of Portland, Oregon, as we speak. Donald Trump has felt like the federal government has needed to step in in Portland because they feel like the local police force there has been a little too soft as Portland has now had riots and demonstrations for the last two months. Donald Trump says this has been so successful, they're going to begin to do this in other places like Albuquerque, New Mexico, for instance, or Chicago, where basically you have Democrat governors and also Democratic mayors. As a result of this, these moms organizations are now springing up all over the country. In fact, guess what? They're springing up in places like Chicago and in places like Albuquerque. And Ron, what happens here? The protesters come out and boom, here comes the moms and they're singing lullabies and they're singing words like stand up, don't shoot, but they're doing it to the tune of Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, for instance. Yeah, I'd like I'd like to zoom out a little further on this too before we jump into that. And everything you just said is is a phenomenon that is happening and has started in Portland. But let's zoom out a little bit because these are unmarked vehicles that they are driving. These these troops are not wearing any identification. They don't have their name badge on, as you've all you've brought up many times. They're in combat fatigues, full battle rattle helmets, smoked uh, like uh, respirators because they're dropping smoke bombs. They apprehend people. It turns out that they have been co-opted from some ICE agencies, from some border patrol agencies, and they've been basically made into a a 
for uh, federal troop force cobbled together from other forces so like they're not protecting the border of of mexico and portland they're brought up here on uh, the behest of the united states government and donald trump and so here's the problem just on its face um i've seen some reporting some reputable news sources that talk to people that were apprehended they're put into an unmarked van just, just swept up off the street um, taken to an undisclosed place, which turned out to be a federal building because they were federal agents, not charged with anything, uh, not read their Miranda rights, not identified who was holding them, and then a couple hours later let go without being charged. So uh, arrested by a federal agent, not charged and not identified. This is Gestapo-style tactics. And you have a, a president that I believe is trying to say, don't look at all the corona deaths that are happening. Look over here. And, and this is red meat. It's getting spun in such a way where they go, oh, Seattle and CHOP, like my brother was just up here we talked about last episode. Oh, my God, what happened with CHOP and with Portland? It's like, you know what? When you live in Portland or you live in Seattle, it's not a big deal because it's not a big deal. But if you are uh, kind of a right wing person looking for a conspiracy theory, you're like, oh, my God, these leftists are taking over and there's riots and people are dying and all this stuff. And it's like, not really. There was one death uh, associated with CHOP, but it was not during a, a protest. It was in the middle of the night. And in, in what was a, a piece of violence that broke out in every major city in America every single weekend. So it, it wasn't what it's been made out to be. And you look at the stuff in Portland that's now being um, videotaped night in and night out. And it's the, the government there, the local government, the governor and the mayor, they didn't ask for federal help. They didn't ask for federal assistance. They said, we have some citizens here that are protesting and that's their American right to protest. Obviously, they don't have the right to do graffiti. They don't have the right to destroy other people's property. But that's the same thing we deal with here in Seattle. Uh, when this happens, you can either choose to clamp down like they did, uh, or you can say, we're going to allow them some expression and there's going to be a price tag to that. And we're just going to have to deal with that. So I applaud these moms that are standing shoulder to shoulder. Some of these are, are pregnant women that are then getting sprayed in the face. The tactics being used by these unmarked uh, soldiers are unbelievable if you just go out and you do a quick google search for police brutality uh, in different cities around america you see guys again with no name no badge no a military branch on their markings kicking people on the street hitting them with batons there's video i just showed you of a man in a wheelchair in los angeles where a police officers upends the wheelchair and drag the wheelchair away from this man uh, and are trying to put him into a hold. I watched a video today of a, about a 280-pound cop taking down a 12-year-old girl that maybe weighed 75 pounds. Uh, so, like, there is some stuff going on right now, in my mind, to distract from the horrific handling of the pandemic. Yeah. A couple things that people should know. Number one, federal agents can go in. Like, they could come in here in Seattle. And, for instance, uh, a judge has said that Police Chief Carmen Best cannot use tear gas. That doesn't affect federal agents. If federal agents want to come in here and use tear gas, and let's say we had moms lined up, they could do that. That's what's happening in Portland. These moms are getting tear gassed. You're going to see moms get tear gassed in places like Albuquerque and tear gassed like places in Chicago. And... 
Here's what is so infuriating to me. Do you remember a couple months ago when the whole COVID-19 started to happen here, not just in this city, but in cities around America, and we didn't know what was coming. We thought we knew, we didn't know. And so if you went down to uh, Seahawks Stadium and where the Mariners play, they had created a federal hospital down there because they said, wow, we don't know what's coming. And we think our ICU beds are going to be full. And so they called up the National Guard. So the National Guard was here. And some of them were helping in downtown Seattle with some of the riots that were happening here. Most of them were part of this federal hospital. And then what happened is the governor stepped in and said, hey, we appreciate all these federal beds. We got this. People here are social distancing. We're wearing our mask. And we're doing pretty well. As a result of this, what we would like to do is send these federal resources somewhere else to another state. They didn't get sent to another state. What happened is the federal government took all uh, that gear back and didn't reopen these hospitals in other places that need them now. In Houston, Texas, they need these now. The state of Florida, they need them now. The whole state of California, 40 million people in California, this virus is rampant. They need these federal hospitals now. And guess what? The federal hospitals aren't coming. You finally had the president the last 24 hours flip it and say, yeah, I, I, I never said don't wear a mask. He would sit there in the Rose Garden and make fun of all the reporters that were asking him questions with masks on. And he would sit there without a mask. Now he's saying the last 24 hours, I always have a mask on. I carry a mask in my back pocket, he said. If you can't socially distance, you should wear a mask. In fact, six feet is not far enough. We should socially distance farther. So he's spinning this. He is spinning this. Instead of spending money on federal troops right now to go into cities and tear gas moms that show up to protest in minivans and then, then they stand arm in arm to protect protesters. Now you have dads coming out, the dad bods. They're coming out and doing this too. We need to take that money and those resources and we need to reopen these hospitals in places like Houston and places like Louisiana and the great state of Texas and Florida and California. And guess what? Probably here in Seattle too. Probably here in Seattle, too, because if kids are going back to school, then it's just only going to be a matter of time until what's happening in Houston and California begins to happen here also. So that's outrageous. That is a political move on his part. He knows his people, the 46% that voted for him, they want law and they want order. And so he is using federal dollars and he's using federal officers to go in and create this feeling of law and order. And for those that count him out in November, you should not count him out. People just think, because the way he handled this is so deplorable that he doesn't have a shot at winning in November. And this is what happened four years ago. Because young people don't vote. People in the streets don't step out of those streets and into voting booths. They just don't. They never have. That's historical. That's why we're reading all these self-help books. We should also be reading our history books. 
Because right now, my money's on him to win in November. Unless people show up to vote in the same way that they have shown up in their minivans, in their yellow shirts, and all the moms and all the dad bods. They got to go vote. It's the Ron and Don Show only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Hey, you guys, we just want to thank Les Schwab for being a great sponsor of the Ron and Don Show and summer driving. It is here, and more people are driving right now than are flying, especially across the great state of Washington. It's why you should stop by a Les Schwab Tire Center before you hit the road. Well, and the one thing is, how do you know when you need new tires? The pros at Les Schwab, they say the signs include uneven tire wear. Get out and look at the tires. A decline in handling, poor gas mileage, vibration. Your tires lose air faster than they should, or you have reduced braking responsiveness. If that sounds like you, go in, get some new tires. Right now, you can save $110 on a set of four select tires, a limited time offer while supplies last. The amount you save will depend on the size and type of tire you buy. Yeah. Don't forget, you can also get a pre-trip safety check, and they're going to let you know if you need new tires. So all you have to do is stop by Les Schwab Tire Center. It's a $60 value. They're going to check everything. Your alignment, your front-end components, your shocks, your struts, your battery, your brakes, all that stuff, guys, before you hit the road. Just go to LesSchwab.com. That's LesSchwab.com. Les Schwab, doing the right thing. You know it matters. So now we had to sell our old house. We had to sell it because we couldn't have been able to afford, you know, paying two mortgages. And Ron and Don had already been thinking of strategies the whole time they were strategizing. What, what, what will we do if this and what will we do if that? And so we put it on the market on Saturday there was a lot of interest. They made an offer on the on the offer date for over asking price. We did amazing. It was the best case scenario. We couldn't have done better. It couldn't have been a better experience. And the buying process was wonderful and the selling process it felt like we were their most important project i couldn't be happier with the experience we had we all celebrated it felt like a team victory (laughs) we were all just jumping up and down thanks for listening you guys i realize it's not easy charlie the dog and i have to listen to these two jokers every day all right, you guys, welcome back to Ron and Don Show, episode 134, and we're jumping some headlines here. In fact, Japan, are people no longer allowed to kiss? Before we get to that, though, don't forget, Ron and Don, we are licensed brokers. We have a lot of people that are reaching out to us right now in these uncertain times, and they want to do a Ron and Don sit-down. we got a brand-new website we're pretty pumped about. Yeah, we'd love for you to check it out. Even if you're not uh, in the real estate mode right now, check it out. See if you find anything that isn't working properly, because when you launch a new website like this, uh, there's been, I even, we have a, a friend, Krista, that's like, hey, you got a typo here on this thing. Oh, nobody saw that. Nobody caught it. And then we were able to go in and fix it. Yeah. Hey, this one button didn't work uh, where it was supposed to work. Okay, thank you. Uh, we'll go out and fix it. So if you go to Ron and Don Sit Down, we'd love it to sit down with you if you have a real estate transaction going. If you're uh, someone that likes to do spell checking, like if you're a grammar person yeah. or a spelling person, <laughs> go out there. I've had some uh, battles already on the Oxford comma versus non-Oxford comma with some folks. Okay. But go to Ron and Don Sit Down. Uh, let us know what you think. Let us know if it, if it functions right. Uh, so you can hear the stories of some people that have done sit downs with us when you click the little audio button. So uh, we we like it we hope it's working right and it shows up on tablets and phones and computers all the the way it's supposed to we've already had people ask us who's your photographer it's mike kane 
go to the bottom of the page. You'll find out more about Mike. He's a great photographer. And then also uh, Jennifer Hoffman and her company. They've done a great job putting this website together. If you'd like to find out more about her company, they built this thing from the ground up. Uh, her information is on there too. So check them out. Hoffman and Kane. All right. Hey, uh, real quick. Other places around the country, and you, you've pointed this out, and, and you've traveled a bit. We're, we're sitting here arguing about masks. We're arguing whether kids should go back to school or not. We're still arguing whether statues should be up or down, the Confederate flag. We're, just, we're Americans having very uh, interesting arguments about things. And in the meantime, this virus is not even out of its... It hasn't even pivoted yet. And we're still waiting for the second... Uh, uh, earthquake of virus to happen, which will happen sometime in the fall and winter. In fact, the head of the CDC uh, has said it is going to be very grim for America as we head into the fall and the winter months. I know politicians don't like to hear that, especially politicians uh, that are currently in charge and making some horrible decisions in my, in my view. Japan, a little different. They kind of have some interesting rules that goes beyond social distancing, and also it goes beyond just throwing out a mask. This is something I don't think could ever happen in the United States. Yes, they're trying to figure out their nightlife. And, and, and to your first point, go out and just look at worldwide graphs. And so if, if you've been really just micro-focused on the United States or, or Washington State, go out and look how we compare to other countries around the world. And so when you hear Chris Wallace and Donald Trump do a, a Sunday interview, it's like, our mortality rate's one of the best in the world. No, it's not. It's one of the best if you're saying it's the highest, not one of the best if you're saying it's the lowest. So that's uh, besides the point. So in Japan, they're trying to, they've, they've done a much better job. It's a mask culture. Even when there's not a pandemic, they all wear masks or most people wear masks when you get on the subway. And that takes, when you first go there, you're like, oh, should I be wearing a mask? Um, and it could be smog or they're very kind of, not germaphobe, but they like to keep uh, sanitary. And so I found it to be quite charming when I was there. Here's the thing that's interesting though with Japan. So they they have a host and hostess culture. And I went to experience a version of this that was one of the more interesting things I've ever done. And so in Japan, what you'll do is there are these bars. I shouldn't even say bars. It's more of a, well, it's kind of a bar. It's very weird. So this was a, um, how about a social club, a place to socialize? Maybe a social club. It's, it's a maid bar, M-A-I-D. And they have different themes. And I, just, I wanted to go to one because I read about it and I thought I found it very, very bizarre. I remember that, yeah. So you go to this building. It was like seven stories up. You go in and all of the employees are females dressed up as French maids. Mm. But it's not like overtly sexual. It's, it's in a cutesy way. There's this concept called kawaii, which is that it's called super cute. So when you look at Hello Kitty and all of those sort of little anime characters, yeah. it's this thing, it's called super cute. So like real big eyes and kind of hee 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 and you, it's this cutesy thing. And so men go in there, including yours truly, to do it one time to see it. You go in there and you pay... For a hostess. Mm. So you are paying. And it's, again, it's not a strip club. It's not sexual. It's you want a cute, uh, a kawaii girl, like an anime character, in a sense, dressed up in a costume to pay attention to you. Mm. So in this club, you went, you came in, you got assigned an anime maid. 
um, she will come over and interact with you. They call this like cosplay or something, don't they? Yeah, no, cosplay is a little bit different, but similar. Okay. Um, and so, but this is a thing in in Japan where you're going to get a host or a hostess, and it can be anime oriented or karaoke oriented or whatever it is. And you're very you're kind of close, but they'll come over and talk with you. They'll sometimes they'll like kind of flirt with you in this this hee hee ha ha kind of way, like a cutesy sort of way. In this place you had to order an ice cream sundae uh like that was the routine so you got your ice cream sundae and a beverage oh man and then your your uh the maid of your choice would take a polaroid picture with you okay and then they would sign it and you get a little going away present okay uh when you go and again it's it's it is creepy is this fun are you having it, a ball no it was so cr- awkward it, it was so awkward I, I, yeah. So I'm in there. But, I don't like to throw blanket statements on other cultures and go, wow, that's creepy. I'm trying to be it was, it's creepy and more, more not very creepy. It's like, very creepy. My to- point being though, is so you have these type of bars with different themes all across Japan. So they're going, and then you also have regular nightclubs and discos yeah. and karaoke bars. And that's a, there's a huge young people go out and they do these things and places where you can go after work and throw plates against the wall. Yeah. Throw plates. You can go to stand up bars and have food. Like there's all kinds of different, yeah. subcultures there I like that. uh there's hidden whiskey bar like all kinds of stuff and so they're trying to come up with co- uh, rules to re-engage with this because their covid rates are stable mm-hmm. uh in japan and so one of the first things they said is all right in in karaoke bars we have to disinfect the microphone between every number that sounds fair that's so that sounds fair sounds like a good idea they said also in the host and hostess situations, they want you to stay apart two meters and wear the mask. And they're like, well, then I'm not going to the maid bar. Hmm. Like if my, if my French maid has to stay six feet away from me or two meters away, what's the point? It's like going to a strip club and you can't get a lap dance. Correct. So they're like, if I'm going to, if I'm going to pay this money to get my ice cream sundae from a French maid, I want her right up in, uh, uh, right up at the table. <laughs> Believe me, it was so weird. Yeah, I, I would love to take you there just would, to see I would how. Love to not go. How uncomfortable <laughs> I was. Uncomfortable. You would be ten times more uncomfortable. Oh man! And so they're saying number two, no kissing, no deep kissing, especially. But please, if you're gonna kiss, make sure it's your partner. And then don't deep kiss in public. I thought you said you don't kiss the hostess. It's not a sexual thing. No, they're saying if you're with your partner at like a karaoke bar, okay. or if you took your partner to the to the maid club yeah. for whatever reason, okay. I don't know why you do that, but you could, okay, yeah. then no, no kissing. Okay. And so um, it's interesting that they're just grappling with that while we're like, if you're shutting down you know, street parties in Miami. Yeah. Or, you know, you see these clubs that are trying to open back up. So it, it's, um, yeah, we need to go to Japan someday because there are things I just have to show you. So anyway, no deep kissing. And then you also said you have to speak to other people at a certain angle, right? Oh, yeah. They want you to stand at right angles. When you're having a conversation. So that the aerosol droplets of your speech uh, don't contact the other person, what's which seems reasonable. What, what's that actually seems like a good idea. The, the, they say the percentage of Americans, if 90% of all Americans wore masks for just four weeks, uh, then we would tamp this virus down. But instead, now we're talking about not sending our kids back to school, or we're talking about the possibility of killing teachers and administrators. We have to remember, in a lot of our schools, some of the teachers are older, right? In their 50s, 60s, into their 70s. And, and because we, we, we couldn't get on the same page with wearing a mask, 
uh, we're not having we're not having these conversations or even having really the opportunity that we're talking about going backwards now and shutting things down rather than cautiously re-entering uh, the life that we all used to have. So, and in Japan, if people are told or suggested to stand and communicate in that fashion, then they will most likely do it. Then they'll do it. Yeah. yeah. They have a very different concept than we do, which means their culture will continue to open up. And in the U.S., people will continue to die. That's just the facts. He's Ron. I'm Don. We're coming back. We'll lighten things up a little bit. No, a lot of it. We'll lighten things up a lot of bit. We're live from the Les Schwab Studios. Episode 134. Would you guys do us a favor? Would you just download the last five episodes? It means a lot to Apple. It means a lot to our rating. And it means a lot to our egos. And we have huge egos, you guys. They are big. Just very, very big egos. The older we get, more hair falls out. The bigger our egos grow, though. So if you could download the last five episodes and hit subscribe, like my little boy always tells you, that would help us a lot. In fairness, your ears are growing, too. I know. I know. Starting to get Dumbo ears, you guys. And hair's growing out of my nose and no one's telling me. Nobody's telling me. See you on the other side of this. Ron and Don from radio to real estate. When you're ready to grab a cup of coffee and sit down with the guys, go to ronanddonsitdown.com. All right, you guys, thanks for listening to episode 134, and thanks for helping us on our real estate journey, and hopefully you've been a lot of help to you, too. Don't forget, we have a new website. It's ronanddonsitdown.com. That's ronanddonsitdown.com. Sit down! Yeah, so when you're ready to sit down with either Ron or myself, it's usually both of us. We can do it virtually. It's a lot of fun, and let's find out where you're at on your real estate journey. In fact, we just did that with Bernie, and uh, we have some sit-downs coming up here, don't we? I just met with uh, Devin and Emily. That we uh, helped them get into their dream house. It's a spectacular view home yeah. uh, right in downtown Seattle. Yeah, and anybody that you hear, you've heard Laura Miller on here, you've heard Peter Clark on here, uh, you've heard Heather Juan Carlos on here. All of those clients are Ron and Don listeners. They're part of the Ron and Don Nation. And it all started with a Ron and Don sit-down. So we'd love to sit down with you, too. And sometimes the best transaction is no transaction. And uh, we're okay with that also. Hey, if you're a parent like I am, you're thinking about school weeks away, and it seems like there's not a lot of great decisions that have been made when it comes to kids going back, not going back. And I'm telling you, as, as a parent, don't forget, you are the parents of your children. And at this point to me, whatever the school system here decides is a suggestion. It's just a suggestion. You're going to look back on this time and I'm not saying, hey, don't trust government, but trust yourself a little bit more here. And if you feel like you got a kiddo who has issues with their immune system like I do, then I'm going to be very, very cautious here. And even when they say, yeah, we'll do this thing where kids will go back for a couple of days and then they'll come home for a couple of whatever that is. This is your time to parent your off. It is. Don't necessarily trust what other people are saying. Trust the instinct that you have. Because chances are you have somewhere between 18 and 24 years to be a great guy. And your child... When they become a young man, a young woman, you're no longer on this planet. They're going to look back and they will remember this 
time in history. And they're going to remember the things you did and the way you parented. And this is your opportunity to really step into it and to really lean into it. So I agree with you and I can hear people's thoughts as listening to this saying, Oh, Don, but what about my family? I have to work. Uh, I can't afford to not work, uh, and have childcare. And so I need there to be some sort of schooling for my kids. It's not why I'm saying this. Cause I don't have all the answers to that. I'm not, that that's not my point. My, my, my point is, uh, and I don't know how that's going to shake out because in election year, you're about to have more federal money thrown at you. So this week they decided more stimulus money so parents will be able to stay at home. I'm telling you, after November, though, they're going to pull the cord on that thing. They're going to pull the ripcord on that. And all the stimulus money that you're getting, that's going to disappear. So let's put that on a shelf, though. I think we've talked about that in some other podcasts. So let's talk about that at another time. You know what I really love, though? I was inspired by you, Ron. Hmm. I was inspired by you and your brother. And on our last podcast, 133, I know how much you love to travel. I know. And I know how much your brother fell in love with traveling. He used to make fun of it, and so did I. And then the next thing, the three of us are standing on the beaches of Normandy, and I am having an experience, and I'm standing on this beach, and I'm thinking about D-Day and all these young men that came ashore full of fear but also full of courage and bravery. It changes you when you're there. It does. It changes you. And I have this little bit of sand, and your brother and I were talking about the sand that we brought back from Omaha Beach, and he was talking about where his sand is. And my sand is next to a candle, which is next to my son, which is next to a picture of running my first marathon in recovery. And I light that candle, and I look at that sand, and I think of our trip every morning. And you know what's really cool is you turned 50 this year, and that's a big deal. And you, you, you threw this incredible party for me that I'll never forget never forget and it cost a lot of money it was very moving and I'll always remember my 50th birthday because of you and then your 50th rolls around and we can't have a party and I think I gave you a card table right Is yeah that- no you gave me some really good gifts well, in fact gave- you gave me a pair of shoes that I'm wearing right now there you go I think I, I think I gave you a card table that's how you remember your 50 and then your brother's turning 60 and you guys are going to travel and you're going to go to Italy and you're going to see how they make pizzas And then I turned on my Facebook page the other day, and it was you and your brother at your tiny house, and you guys were out there, and you were doing it anyway. It's like, you know what? We can't go to Italy. You know what? It's not going to happen this year, even though we're 50 and 60. But I'm with you. You're with me. Your brother jumped on a plane from New Mexico. He came up here for a few days. And you guys just went out there, and you did what you could do with what you had. And never ever in the conversation that we had after did you guys feel sorry for yourself it's just like hey this is where we're at in history this is where we're at during this time and we're going to make the best of it and we're going to go out to the tiny house and i'm going to get a barbecue and we're going to make pizzas and the pizzas look like they're pretty good they're pretty good i mean it's not like eating one in naples but it was it was pretty good yeah i think of my, my uh, a parent that i really uh trust his name is charles and he's a really good friend of yours a friend of ours and I was asking him the other day, I said, what's, what is the secret to your parenting style with your kids? Because I saw him out hiking with his kids. And he said, you know what? Just keep meeting, just keep meeting G-Force where he's at. Don't go somewhere where you want him to be. Just keep meeting him where he's at. And I'm like, crap. Crap. I got to go out and buy a Zelda book. 
So I don't even know who Zelda is, but my son talks about Zelda all the time, and he'll call me at night, and he's on a little vacation right now. So get on. So finally, the other day, I went out and I bought the Legends of Zelda. I bought this book. I call my son where he's visiting with his grandparents. He was so thrilled hmm. that I had bought the the Legend of Zelda book, and so we sit there at night now, and he's two thousand miles away, and we just read the Legend of Zelda book to each other. It means everything to him. It is more important to him than a video game. It's more important than a trip around the world. It's just the fact that he really loves this book. He loves the characters. He knows all about it. And he had nobody to talk to about it because none of his other friends are interested in it. But he's really interested in this. And I'm like, yeah, why can't this be Seahawk football? Ah! But it's the Legend of Zelda. And so I've done what Charles talked about doing. I'm meeting him where he's at with the Legend of Zelda. I'm doing what you and your brother did. I'm just doing the best with the cards that have been played because my son and I have these big plans for this summer that haven't happened and they're not going to happen as a result of, of COVID and COVID-19. And all this to say, I was talking to my friend Maria today. She was going to run her first marathon ever. Wow, that's a big deal. Yeah, so she's been training to run this marathon. And she has a little girl that is five years old and her little girl finally looked at her the other day and said, Mommy, why aren't you going to run your marathon? And she explained to her little girl that she had no one to run with because the marathon had been canceled. And her little girl looked at her and said, Well, Mommy, I'll run with you. I'll be your running partner. Uh, and so tomorrow, they're going to put on their hats. She's going to get out her stroller. She's going to put her daughter in that stroller and they have matching hats. They have matching badges. They have matching outfits. Uh, it's called the social distance 26.2. And she's going to go out and just push her daughter for 26.2 miles in that stroller. And they're going to run a marathon together. And she's going to run her first marathon with her daughter. And that to me, like Charles, like Maria, that really is just parenting your ass off right now. And I really have such respect and high regard, or in your case with your brother, just doing the best. It's kind of like parenting. No, but, but <laughs> it, it, it's totally parenting. After he's a few beers in, there's a lot of parenting. But, it, but, it, but it's really, and I'll give you the final say, it's really doing your best with the card you have not giving up, admitting that, hey, a lot of this sucks right now, but at the same time, this is my opportunity to really lean in and do something memorable. And I guarantee you, Maria's daughter will remember that for the rest of her life. And my son, I bet he'll make fun of me, but that's okay. About the time that his old man went out and we read the Legends of Zelda. No, he's not going to make fun of that. He'll always remember that. Yeah. I, I mean, COVID, it, it hasn't, you know, taking away my curiosity, just stay curious about stuff. Uh, and if you've wanted to do something, do it. Like I'm, my brother was here. He's like, let's make a sourdough starter and we can make bread. I'm like, okay, I've never done that. So I have a sourdough starter going on my countertop. That's supposedly 
this weekend will be ready for me to make a loaf of bread. I don't know if it's going to be horrible, if it's going to be good, but why not try it? Like you have the time and you're at home, try something, be curious about something, re, you know, build something, read something, make a craft, order something online, like learn how to work with leather, learn how to work with wood, learn how to make something, uh, you know, craft. Make a photo album. Do do whatever you're going to do, but like be curious about something, and I, I think it will reap some dividends for you. And like, may, learn how to make better pizza. Learn how to cook a dish. Like whatever that thing is, uh, you know, this shouldn't rob you of your curiosity. Mm. I like that. That's really good. I think we leave that there. Episode one thirty three. Doc Wilson. What did he talk about? He talked about. He talked about curiosity and letting your curiosity lead you during this time just like ron talked about super cool you guys hey thanks for stopping by listening to episode 134 thanks for giving us great lives we really appreciate you and don't forget if you want to sit down with us we'd love to sit down with you virtually all you have to do is go to ron and sitdown.com and uh, we just did that with our friends stacy and novak we sat down with them and now we're getting ready uh, to bring their property to market and we can do that for you to buy and sell and invest in ronandonsitdown.com. You keep your head up. Keep your shoulders back. Keep parenting your hurt off. This is history. Be a part of it. Lean into it. This is your moment. Your kiddo's moment. Your brother's moment. Whatever that is. Uh, this is your moment to shine and be a hero to them and to others. Okay? Don't forget everything at ronandonsitdown.com. Our radio lives are all at ronandonradio.com. And we will see you next time for episode 135, only on the Ronadon Radio Network. If you have a friend that is ready to start their real estate journey, send them to ronandonsitdown.com. Mm-hmm.